Hi everyone, this is Waylena, and I'm here to talk about free and open source software for planetarium content production and other immersive environments. Welcome to FOSDome. I want everyone to know that show notes can be found on my blog, FOSDome.com. I'll make sure to leave links for any software or tutorials mentioned in the episode. And if you like this episode and want to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe and rate it in your podcast listening software of choice. Today is Sunday, May 30th, 2021, and this is episode 12, Sources of Freely Usable Content. But first... What have I been up to lately? Well, my planetarium is still closed to public and groups from outside the college, and I've been working for another department of the college. But it turned out that Friday was my last day working in that other area. Now, I'm on vacation this week, and when I get back, I will be full-time planetarium again. We still don't know when we will be able to reopen or when we can start uh, rebuilding our staffing up to the minimum for maintaining a robust public schedule, but this is progress, and so I'm pretty excited about it. I did get a chance to spend a bit of time in the dome this week. There had been an issue with backing up our system and I had some problems using the tools uh, with our setup, but with awesome support from our vendor, uh, Evans and Sutherland, we got the drives cloned properly. Woohoo! And when I get back from this vacation, I'll be installing and testing a newer version of the software. No way would I be willing to do that or even attempt doing that without a good solid backup first. Now that whole thing did get me thinking more about how I handle data on my own systems and I should uh, I should give some of that I should give that some more thought um, or should give that some thought while I'm on vacation. It's nice to have some some things to to think over. Now I keep mentioning this vacation thing. Truth is, I've, I've never really gone anywhere for vacation. I just use my vacation time and um, go to visit family and help out with anything I can help with. And um, since we don't really have decent pet sitting options, my husband uh, stays behind. So we sort of, I guess, use vacation time in shifts that way. Um, honestly, I don't think he and I have traveled together for more than a day trip since the Great Lakes Planetarium Association conference in 2015 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. No, wait, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, that's not true at all. It wasn't 2015. Yes, 2015 was the Grand Rapids conference, but no, no, the last time we went somewhere together was 2017. Yeah. 2017, uh, the uh, uh, Great Solar Eclipse. And we went to Nebraska to see the eclipse. His uh, parents came from Indiana and stayed at our place with the kitties, and we went to Nebraska. So it hasn't been as long as I thought, but still, we don't get out together much uh, for very long. Um, yeah, but still, yeah, not... Not, not as long as I thought. Okay. 
Now for these trips I make, I usually do some time out and explore tutorials and try out some new to me open source software. Uh, my last such trip was in March and it was there that I finally got around to starting this podcast. Hopefully I can keep it going through and beyond. Okay, I just like saying and beyond because I know it's just so fun to say. So now, on to this week's episode, episode 12, Sources of Freely Usable Content. This stems from a list I put out there uh, four or five years ago on social media touting some resources for content components. I've added and changed a few of the items from this list, uh, so it's worth another look. Now, some of the sites are more user-friendly than others, but all of them have been useful for me at some point. Now, as always, no matter what the source, always check the licensing requirements. So first on the list, and these aren't necessarily in an order. Some of them are things that have been on the list longer, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll at least save some bigger ones for last. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Um, NASA 3D Resources. So the website for that is nasa3d.arc.nasa.gov and I'm going to have all these links in the show notes so don't worry about uh, writing them down or typing them in or anything. I figure most know about this by now but it never hurts to mention it again because there are often new things to find. Models, images, textures, all kinds of goodies and some of the models have been optimized for 3D printing too which is very nice even if your digital planetarium vendor provides you with these resources built in, you may have need for versions in different formats to use in other projects outside of the system. Next up, oh, definitely an oldie but a goodie, a very old one here, the Celestia Motherload, www.celestiamotherload.net. So Celestia, is a real-time 3D space simulator that, uh, um, honestly, I hadn't given much thought to. I mean, I tried looking at it last year, but it, it it looked like it hadn't been developed at all since 2011. Um, I'd always played around with it on my Linux machines over the years. And yeah, last June when I built that new Windows box, you know, to replace the one that caught fire, I tried it out and was like, oh yeah, this hasn't been developed for a long time. Okay. Well, then I forgot uh, to check on it again because I figured it was all but forgotten. But now I see that it was forked and is somewhat being developed again, maybe, possibly, kind of. Or at least now there's an add-on that provides updated data into the system without modding the original source code. Mm, well, I'll have, to give it, I'll have to look at it. In any case, that's pretty good news if it does get developed because we can certainly use more uh, software like that out there uh, for us to explore. Now, anyway, whether or not you use Celestia, the Celestia Motherload is a site chock full of models and textures that were put together for use in Celestia, but they can be used in other software and other uh, projects. So definitely worth checking out. Uh, next up is a set of websites, some of which are going to be more familiar than others. And the websites are 
Iso, Isa Hubble, and the newer one, Noir Lab. Now, these three sites, I've lumped them together because they use the same uh, interface. They're set up the same way, so they're, they're, they're modeled to follow one another, and so I, I think of them together. Uh, ESA, of course, is European Southern Observatory. ESA is European Space Agency, and Noir Lab is from the National Science Foundation. Now, on these sites, there are plenty of resources, not as many on Noir Lab because it's just starting and it's growing and it's wonderful. Um, the ESO site, of course, is famous for hosting a lot of wonderful full dome video content. And honestly, all three have full dome video, 360 panoramas, images, and regular video that can enhance your projects. Um, in fact, your full dome planetarium system may even have a built-in way to download from these resources straight into your dome, which is awesome. Even so, you might want uh, to be able to download them separately from your system to uh, do things for social media or for other projects. Uh, next up is NASA Science Visualization Studio. So that's, uh, yes, NASA Science Visualization Studio, or SVS, and it's svs.gsfc.nasa.gov. And there are lots of animations and visualization materials there. Uh, I frequently use an equirectangular star map from them, both in Blender and sometimes even in the planetarium. This is a great site for browsing and looking to see what's new, and I often find myself inspired by what's there. So it's not just a place for going to looking up something that might be suitable for a specific project, but it's also a wonderful, wonderful place to get inspired and to come up with different ideas. Um, well, that makes me think of um, the next one, which is NASA Open Data Portal. Make sure I got that right. Yes, data.nasa.gov. So even on the SVS front page, they'll tell you that you'll find more at the NASA data portal. And, and it's true. Honestly, though, there is so much different stuff uh, through the NASA data portal that if I go there, I kind of have to have something in mind and use uh, the search function to, to close in on what I'm looking for instead of just browsing for what's new because there's so many different types of uh, of, of data and content and software and things that, uh, you know, may or may not be something that would be useful for what you have uh, going on. But it's still worth noting and checking out now and then. Now, a regular stop on my, hey, let's see what's out there, is the NASA Photo Journal. That's photojournal.jpl.nasa.gov. An oldie but a goodie. I still use it, as I said, as part of my weekly quick stop for new images and for inspiration. And it's, it's looking a little long in the tooth, the website is. There is a beta of a new version of the site, and it's looking pretty good. For years, I've been downloading images from here, and then I will adjust the contrast and sometimes apply over sharpening to get the images to look as good on our dome, or at least closer on our dome to the way they look on the computer screen. And as I download the image, I also create a text file and I paste the full description and credit information, and then I use the same file name. Then when I go to use it in our system, the information is loaded there as well as an information page. 
Now the site is under an umbrella of sites called Planetary Data System, um, pds.nasa.gov, which has various nodes, that's what they call them, nodes, covering things like atmospheric sciences, cartography, geosciences, rings, moons. Uh, I'll include the link to the uh, pds.nasa.gov so that you can check it out on a rainy day or perhaps a cloudy night. Uh, next up, NOAA, Science on a Sphere, and that's www.sos.noaa.gov slash datasets to go directly to the Science on a Sphere datasets. And uh, some of them you can use, some of them um, have different requ uh, licensing requirements, so you always have to look. Um, so with our upgrade in 2018 from Digistar 4 to Digistar 6, we ended up getting a lot of the NOAA Science on a Sphere stuff installed with the system. Before that, I had to download the sequences and layers to build them myself. And um, I found occasionally I still... I still go there to see uh, things that I can then use in uh, Blender, especially during the lockdowns when we were far away from the domes. Let's see, next up, USGS Apollo Panoramas. So this uh, website is astrogeology.usgs.gov slash maps slash moon dash Apollo dash landing dash panoramas. Yes, I promise I'm putting a link in the show notes. Now this is another of the sites under the planetary data system and it's under the cartography node, I think. Uh, anyway, the images are marvelous and I have used them in the dome. Again, your system may have some of these images already, but if you have another project going on, uh, you might want to to get them from, from source that way. Um, that reminds me, Gateway to Astronaut Photography of Earth, eol.jsc.nasa.gov. I had to picture it in my head there. Uh, just what it says, it's photos of the Earth taken by astronauts. It's got some more than that, but that's mostly what I use it for. Now the next one is kind of a boring site, so it's not super fun to browse, but it's very useful. It's database of asteroid models from inversion techniques. And that spells D-A-M-I-T. So damn it. <laughs> Someone had fun with that one, I guess. And uh, that's, uh, let's see, the site for that is astro. Uh, you know what? I'm I'll let, I'll let you uh, see that one on the links. Um, you can also search for database of asteroid models from inversion techniques. It's data, images, and 3D models of various asteroids. And like I said, it's not super fun to browse, but it is useful. Um, some additional sites. Um, oh, yes, openclipart.org. Now, openclipart.org, it's a searchable site of free SVG files, so that's scalable vector graphics files, and you can also download uh, PNG versions of those uh, SVGs. And um, depending on what I'm doing, sometimes I just go for the SVG, sometimes I get SVG and PNG files. Um, OpenClipArt has been around for years, but it was gone for about a year and a half to two years where there was... Uh, uh, something something happened, there was some sort of an attack on the site, and then trying to get it rebuilt, it, it took a long time, but it is, it is back, and it's pretty awesome, so check that out. And uh, that brings me to opengameart.org. So I don't think this is related in any way to open clip art, um, but opengameart.org 
has it's it's got a forum and all kinds of things. It's all manner of art created for use in game engines. Um, you know, real-time game engines like um, oh, Unity or Unreal Engine or my favorite, Godot. I love Godot. Um, so you've got backgrounds and sprites and icons, all kinds of materials that uh, you might find useful for your project. And again, that's opengameart.org. And finally, I've saved some of the best for last three sites and uh, if you go to one you, then you can click to the others uh, in the header they're um, they used to be related they're all combined together now but it's uh, hdrihaven.com hdrihaven.com and um, the uh, the sister sites that are all tied together now are texturehaven.com and 3dmodelhaven.com these three sites, um, they really are a must-have for your bookmarks. Very high quality, a high resolution, um, CC0 license, they're free to download. Um, they run on um, support from corporate donors and from personal um, Patreon sponsors. The images and models are donated. And uh, if you have high quality materials to donate, you know, getting the information is right there on how to do that. Uh, but you can also download these items and use them. I've used some of the uh, HDRI files. These are um, environment maps that are have a lot of uh, good information in them. And uh, I use them in Blender as backgrounds and to provide full lighting for a scene, really. And uh, some of them I've used in the Planetarium Dome directly. Uh, texture Haven is, oh, just so many textures that you can, you can use. And sometimes even if I don't find what I want exactly, I find something close enough that it gives me an idea on making what I need uh, specifically. And then, of course, 3dmodelhaven.com. Um, it's just what you would think. 3D models. Uh, you know, if you have a useful link, and I actually didn't list everything, all of the links that I have, but if you have a useful link not listed here, go ahead and drop me a line and share it. Um, that does it for this week's show. It's short and sweet. I hope you get something out of it. Um, I'll uh, be back next week. I'll still be wrapping up vacation, but maybe I'll have something uh, something new and interesting to talk about, or maybe I can finally do episodes on some of those topics that I've been saying I was going to do episodes on, but haven't gotten that far yet. So it's been fun. We should definitely do this again next week. Be sure to check out the show notes on my blog, fostome.com. Till next time, be well, be creative, and be free. Be FOSS.